Welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast. This week's theme, Hope is Not a Strategy, featuring superstar actor Algie Smith. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. I just want to say thank you to all of the supporters. I appreciate the love, the continued support. Check out the podcast each Thursday on Apple, on Spotify, Anywhere you get podcast, I saw some rankings. The Renaissance Man was in the top 20. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are far too kind. This week's theme, hope is not a strategy. Like many of you, I wanted to be an athlete. I enjoyed entertainment, acting, comedy. I wanted to make top dollar. I didn't want a nine to five. I came from a blue collar family. I saw my grandfather, my uncles, my mother, all work at the plant, Detroit, Motor City. And you know what I decided when I was young? After having an internship at Bing Steel as a high school All-American, and I'm working on the press with adults, and the steel keeps hitting like a hundred times. Every five minutes. And if you miss a beat, not only do you hit your hand or your thumb, which also hurts, you mess up the assembly line. And anybody that's ever been a part of a team, you're only strong as your weakest link. So I decided at that moment, I didn't want that to be my future. So I started to strategize of what it should look like. Because again, hope is not a strategy. I hope to be in the NBA, but don't underestimate the intellect of an athlete or entertainer to map out the steps of what it takes for their goals to happen. What high school are you going to pick? What college are you going to pick? Are you going to make decisions in relationships that cost you your future? Are you going to get addicted to drugs? Are you going to party too much? These are all of the things that go into your strategy. Are you going to work out every day? Are you going to hone your craft? Work as hard as you can to be the best you can and sacrifice. Are you going to put the phone down? Are you going to get off social media? Are you really going to read? Are you really going to write? Are you really going to focus on being the best? So it wasn't no accident that I went to Detroit Southwestern and played for Hall of Fame coach Perry Watson. That was a program. And you know what happened while I was there? Three city championships, three PSL championships, two state championships, one national championship, McDonald's All-American. It was a strategy. I wanted to go play for the best. And it worked out. Better than I ever imagined. Like my next guest, he had hopes and dreams of being in Hollywood but it was his strategy that now makes him one of the rising stars in the industry. Up next, Algie Smith.
My next guest not only got right now, he got next. Please welcome Algie Smith. Come on, man. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for the intro. Come on. You a legend to me, man. I was telling you this before we started. Come on, man. You've been in the acting game for a long time. You're a young veteran. Tell me how you first fell in love with acting. Oh, man. I feel like the moment I first fell in love with it had to be... Uh, I did an audition in Atlanta for um, this lady named Natasha. She has a school by the name of AGI. Shout out to AGI. They're really dope. Um, they really help you mold and, you know what I'm saying, really get your craft together. So I, I did an audition for her. I'm just like an in-person one-on-one audition. And I remember I did this scene. I did the scene that that Will Smith did in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he was talking to Uncle Phil about his father not being there. I reenacted that scene. And I remember the emotions that I, that, I, that I tapped into. And I remember the way I felt. Because certain things about my father, you know what I'm saying, I didn't have the best relationship with my biological father either. So I just kind of related to it. And when I, the moment when I did that, after I stopped and the room was just still, and everybody was just like, yeah, you, you got some. That, that's when I felt, all right, yeah, this, 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 this form of expression feels good, you know? What advice do you have for people who may not have the best relationship with their parents? I would say, first of all, for me, I had to just forgive and understand that your parents are still people, man. They're still human, so they're not going to, you can't expect them to be perfect all the time. So I had to forgive, and then also I had to love myself and realize that there was nothing wrong with me, that my pops was maybe going through his certain things, and that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I was able to forgive him. And then I think when you can get over that, you can forgive them, then that can just open up the door for just love, man. That's all it really is. Absolutely well said. The theme of this episode is hope is not a strategy. You're a big fan of vision boards. Lots of people hope to be an actor. What was your strategy to make your dreams a reality? Ooh, good question, bro. My strategy to make my dreams a reality would just be uh, studying. I study what I want to do, you know, uh, whether it's acting, whether it's music. I just came out with a waterline. So I'm, I'm studying the different things to make my dreams. And I, like you said, I write vision boards. You have to make sure you can see it in front of you. You know, you got to make sure you can see it and you can say it so your mind can hear it, your body can internalize it you can start to believe it. Once you start to believe it, it's, it's just, you got to let the universe work with you after that. But as long as you will, I'm, I just do the consistent hard work. I stay consistent. I stay sharpening my craft and I stay, uh, I stay um, optimistic. I also read that you moved from Atlanta to Los Angeles to pursue your career as an actor and that it was a struggle for you at first. Tell us your story of moving to LA and how you got your big break. So the first time I actually came out to L.A. was with my family, and it was, uh, I forget what year it was exactly, but we, we, we left Atlanta. We had an expedition in the Ford Taurus. So we, we was all in the expedition, and we put the Ford Taurus on a trailer, and we drove from Atlanta to L.A. And then when we got here, we stayed with some family for a couple of nights. But after a couple of weeks, we quickly realized that L.A. is just a big city, man. It's tough, especially with a whole family. and You don't have a job. And so me and my family was homeless for a while out here, sleeping in the truck. So after that, uh, my family went back to, to Atlanta. I stayed out here a little bit to kind of grind and get it in. And then um, after a couple of years, I came back out here and uh, I wasn't able to leave. I, I came out here at the end of 2016 and I said I was going to come out here for pilot season. And I was like, I'm going to go out there for 30 days. I called my friend. Can I sleep on your couch? She was like, yeah, of course. Just walk my dog every now and then. So I was like, OK, cool. I went there. I auditioned every day. Um, by the end of my trip, I was supposed to go back to Atlanta. 
maybe like day 27, I got a call that I booked a new audition story, so I couldn't leave. And then after that, I just kept booking. Young King, I see you. I saw that post that you recently bought a house. Didn't you say you was homeless? Please describe the period of time that you were taking auditions and you were living your life in Los Angeles while you were homeless. Ooh. Yeah, that just hit me, man. Um, Cause you're right, you know, you have to stop and really look at the blessings. I, I was homeless out here and I was able to buy a house. That's just, you know, I watched my family sleep in the truck. You know, we was all like bunched up. My little sister got her legs on me. <laughs> so I remember that vividly. I remember uh, my family sacrificing certain money to get me to where I needed to go for an audition when I wasn't booking anything. So I'm now even sitting right here in this moment with you. I'm just, it's hitting me, hitting me hard. How, how um, just crazy it is. <laughs> it's a blessing, honestly. Well, I know this. You're crazy about your fashion. A lot of people don't realize you have to look the part to get the part. Yeah. How did you learn about the importance of looking your best in your industry? I think um, that's why I love the name of the show, Renaissance Man. I think you have to look, you have to dress, the, dress for the part. You know, you have to show up as which, who you are, you know, what you are representing. Um, I feel like for myself, the health side of it is something that I just became conscious about. I've always known, known about it because my mom would always be on me, like, you need to eat better, you need to eat better. But when I really started seeing the changes in my body, like I went on a raw food diet for like two months. I was just eating vegetables, fruit, smoothies, nothing else. And I felt the difference in my body. So, you know, I think with that, that's along with the gym and just kind of lifestyle kept going. So do me a favor. Can you acknowledge that for the people who are a fan of yours? Why it's important to pay attention to what you put inside of your body? I think when you understand, okay, I can break it down like this. So a lot of people know what the itis is, right? So when you, when you eat a meal and you get that itis and you want to go to sleep time, you know that. That, that's heaviness. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing that your body is working to break down. Some of those things may not be made for your body. I think the best way to describe it is realizing that your body is simple. And there are actually things that are supposed to be in your body. It's not that hard. It's, it's hard to break the mindset of wanting to eat every time because we're just recreational eaters. We just love to eat. But when you really discipline the mind to eat the proper things for your body, it, it, it can turn diseases around. It can help with illnesses. It can help with your Systems. I see my grandma get healed from breast cancer just from her changing her diet. Just so you know, I've played spades with my family and watched many of your projects with my entire family. When Detroit came out, it was a big thing for us. Yeah. Can you bring me on the set of what it was like to shoot a movie like that and some of the things you remember about the influence of that movie? Yeah. First of all, what it was like to 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 shoot a film like that, it was um it was great because I was around a lot of my young black peers, you know, and that we were all getting it at the time and that felt really good. Also, it was a it was a piece about someone's real life story that I never take for granted when I'm doing a project like that. Um, because you're really you're telling someone's story that actually lived. It's different than creating a character for yourself. I think the biggest impact for me was actually meeting uh, the man that I played, Larry Reed, and have a, having a connection with him. And we, we didn't even meet each other until after I got done filming the movie. And I was sad about that. But when I met him, 
He opened his door to, I went up in his apartment, he opened his door before we even said anything, he just looked at me, we both just started laughing. We just like, we connected on that already. Like I know you was, this was meant for it to happen. So being able to tell his story, a black man who went through that, who suffered through that, seen his best friend get beaten, seen his best friend die, had to endure that struggle to be able to have his story told and to be able to connect with him and have a relationship with him. That was the biggest impact for me. You recently starred as Jake Winters in Judas and the Black Messiah. We had a racial reckoning in our country after George Floyd and the killing of Breonna Taylor is very similar to what happened to Fred Hampton. What do you want people to walk away with after watching this film? Um, a lot, uh, but I, I can't say the relativity that you just mentioned is very sickening. And, and it's one thing that we did talk about um, as a cast and in certain interviews. Playing Jake Winters was a chance for me to feel like embody what the world feels. And I, and I hate to say it that way, but you know, us as black people, we we see this so much. You feel me? To where it's become almost normal. And that's a problem. We, we are almost numb to it. We can see a black man get shot. We can see a black man, a yeah, black teenager get shot on video. We can watch it and then we can keep scrolling. So I feel like the world needs a Fred Hampton but a lot of the world feels like Jake Winters only because you have the same things going on. And I think it's important to know that Jake Winters wasn't acting as a Black Panther when he did that. He was acting as a Black teenager that has seen gruesome things. He saw his best friend get murdered by the police. He saw his headquarters get blown up. The headquarters where they plot and strategize on wholesome things, on feeding the community, on raising up the kids, the babies, protecting the community. So when you, when you have all that and you get closed in, I can see how, how Jake reacted like that. So I, just, I think I just want people to take from the movie, one, that you're not too young to make a change. Fred Hampton was 21 years old. Jake Winters was 19 years old. Number two, there's power in numbers. There's power, there's people, there's power in ideas, one, one voice amongst many people. And we don't, have to, we don't have to continue to be oppressed. I think it's so beautiful that Black people and people of color in general are just shining right now and, yes. and, and, and wearing their crowns and taking our moment and saying that you can't stop us. You can't, they just can't. We take in this field position, and I'm glad that you mentioned that Fred Hampton was 21 years old. At the beginning of this episode, I called you a young veteran because you are. Why is it important for you to be a leader? Mm, great question. I have a responsibility. I've always known since I was younger that I was a leader, but I think now it's, it's even more important. Me and um. My homie Daryl Britt Gibson, who plays Bobby Rush in the film, we were talking the other day. And it's like our social medias, our pages, they're not our own anymore. You feel what I'm saying? We present to the world, it's not our own anymore. So we have to realize that we have a responsibility with that. Um, I just take it very serious. I feel like if I walked out of my house every day and I saw however many followers I have on Instagram, if I saw all those people outside, what am I saying to them every day? Am I just posting a picture? Am I just looking good for them? If they're here, I want to give them something to be able to internalize and be able to say, wow, that's I remember that, or that can help me out. So I think that's kind of just, I think it's just important because I'm in, a, I'm in the spotlight and I feel like I influence a lot of people, so I just take it serious. With that level of discipline to go with your talent, sky's the limit. And before I let you get out of here, I do a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. Let's go, let's go. All right, all right. You have a French bulldog. What is an essential item that every dog owner should have? A leash. 
favorite place to go off-roading in your Jeep? Oh, uh, this place, um, I forget the name of it, but it's not too far from Santa Clarita. It's maybe like 20 minutes from over here. You just bought a new home. What's the most expensive thing you put inside of it? My home so far will probably be studio equipment. I'm building a studio in this room over here. So, I, I, you know, I've been buying a lot of, we're, we're doing demolition, breaking the walls down, rebuilding. So, you know, that's probably the most. Most important thing an actor should invest in? The most important thing that an actor should invest in is themselves. And what I mean by that is uh, putting time in, and watching film, just study, study. You should put, you should invest in studying. And last but certainly not least, your favorite actor and why? Dang, man, I'm gonna have to say him. It's gotta be Big Bro Will Smith, and I was, I will say why only because, you know, he's went into every genre. He's stretched himself, you know, to such a place to where he just became kind of um, just accessible to all people and relatable to all mankind. Thank you very much, Algie Smith. Appreciate you. All love. Last call. This week's last call is about the importance of consistency. Consistency, in other words, is all about repetition. It's repeating the same actions, habits, and rituals over and over again. And it's a key to success, no matter what you're doing. It's hard to be consistent because we're more drawn to the positive feelings of outcomes rather than the struggle of the journey. Learning how to be more consistent develops routines and builds momentum informs habits that over time can become second nature. Here are a couple of gems that have helped me be more consistent. First, create a morning routine. You must master the morning. And it starts with going to bed the night before and being productive. Do one or two things before 9 or 10 a.m. Next, do things even if you don't feel like it. I hate working out in the morning. I'd much rather do it in the afternoon, but no, it's better for my schedule if I do it in the morning or I'll become Kangaroo Jalen. See me circa 2012 to 2015. He ain't coming back. Lastly, find and do what you love or like to do. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And remember, we become what we want to be by consistently being what we want to become. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.